The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes to our listeners around the world in the countries of Thailand, Namibia, and Peru and the states of Kentucky, New Mexico, and Delaware. Welcome, and thank you all for your continuing support, because you keep tuning in and listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online online talk radio network. Thank you for listening and making this show success possible. I love hearing from you, so please keep sending me your questions and comments. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self-empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self, your soul, as you learn to hear the still, small voice within over the loud voices of others, you will begin to feel at peace because your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine. It is through this connection that miracles occur, like unexpected healing, healthy relationships, peace, and wealth. So please use these tips. My tip for this week is in honor of our topic today. Discover your creativity. You can reconnect with your higher self by discovering what form of creativity gives you joy. Explore writing, dance, music, art. Create just for your own pleasure, self-expression, and self-discovery. If you are concerned about people criticizing you, keep your creative explorations to yourself. Criticism shuts down the creative mind. The freedom to explore is necessary for self-discovery as well as new discoveries to help our world. Creativity comes from the divine feminine. This is the energy 
needed for new scientific discoveries, cures for diseases, solutions to climate change, ways to clean up our environment and save our natural resources. We must give creativity its rightful place and stop pretending that it's not as important as reading, writing, and arithmetic. In our January 7th show, Psychic Dwan Washington told us that new energy from the divine feminine is entering into the world this year. As we fill with this new energy, we automatically spread it everywhere we go. The divine feminine helps us heal physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, and helps us to balance the yin and the yang, the masculine and feminine energy. The masculine energy has dominated the world for several centuries. For love, creativity, and peace to prevail, we must balance this energy with the divine feminine. In my last seminar, I help people do this with the Am Awakening Guided Meditation. I truly appreciate the notes of gratitude I received and look forward to teaching my next class, Financial Abundance, What You Don't Know. Financial abundance is a gift of love from the divine. As a child of infinite love, it is your birthright. All you have to do is remove the hidden blocks to receiving Know you are deserving and open the door. Since there are numerous layers of consciousness from the surface levels of the conscious mind to the deepest levels of the unconscious mind, the process of bringing financial abundance into your life does not always happen immediately. Commitment, patience, faith, trust, and gratitude are the keys to nurturing your path to lasting financial abundance. What makes this financial abundance workshop different is that during our time together, you will discover and remove your hidden blocks. Experience the feeling of deserving. Open your mind and heart to receiving. Learn how to recognize and be grateful for every step along the way and get techniques to use on your own. We'll be at CSL Dallas, the Center for Spiritual Living, this Sunday, October 16th. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me to present this seminar, the I'm Awakening, Embodying the Divine Feminine, or another one in your area. And looking ahead, I'll be leading a labyrinth walk on November 12th. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of uplift your life nourishment of the spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the 
energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information perspectives and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guests today, Bob Hieronymus and Laura Kortner, who will talk with us about the Statue of Liberty as the goddess in the new world. Last week's show with Steve Beyer was fascinating. In fact, he told me how much he enjoyed doing the show because he got so many new ideas from our conversation. That kind of a response from my guest always makes me feel good. Together, we explored what it means to listen with an open heart. Steve said, people are interesting because we listen to them, as opposed to the belief that we listen to people because we think they're interesting. Our attitude is what makes the difference. The talking stick used in a circle is a valuable tool to help people learn how to be comfortable listening as well as speaking without interruption. In our very busy lives and fascination with telephones, television, cell phones, earphones that create a solitary listening experience, we don't get a lot of practice in speaking and listening with the intention of really expressing ourselves and or sincerely hearing the words and the feelings that others are expressing. I have been incorporating some of the ideas that we discussed, and I'm amazed at how it changes my experience. I'll explain what I mean later in my silver lining story. To listen to this show, I encourage you to click on the episode on the episode link. You can hear this show or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access any time of day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or needs. I got some nice feedback from one of my clients about the show on two separate occasions. She spoke with new acquaintances, telling them how she's improving her life through the coaching work I do with her. Each of these people said that they knew who I was because they listened to my show. That synchronicity was a fun way for me to get confirmation that my show is helping people and that the word is spreading. Another client sent this email to me yesterday. My friend asked me what makes a good therapist. I'm sending you what I wrote because I'm so grateful. For me, it's how I feel about sharing things I need to work on. My current therapist makes me feel that I'm human and gives me information, insights, and action steps to change. It makes me feel empowered, not guilty for who I am and the habits I picked up from my upbringing. She truly supports who I am, what I want, and the decisions I make in my life, encouraging me to be more myself, whatever that is in the moment, and never tries to make me into some robot or someone else. About seven months ago, I started drinking a lot again due to a bad job. It took me a month to admit it to her, but when I did, she was proud of me for telling her. We worked through it. I changed jobs, and I was past it in weeks. A lot of this stuff is programming in your subconscious, and you should feel good that you're acknowledging it and dealing with it. I'd left 
other counselors who made me feel bad, like I wasn't good enough or there was something wrong with me. You'll want someone like Dr. Paula who makes you feel good about who you are, celebrates your progress, but is real and honest with you about the work that still needs to be done. Rome wasn't built in a day. My silver lining story is based on what my client is saying. My approach to helping her and others is based on compassion and nurturing, an approach that comes from the divine feminine. The major schools of therapy and coaching were all developed by men and come from the divine masculine perspective. Although I wanted to be a therapist since childhood, my college advisor looked at my test scores and told me I'd never pass statistics. I believed him and major in English so I could teach. When I got my doctorate, I chose to get a PhD instead of an EDD, even though it required that I take statistics. By that time, I had matured enough to believe in myself and ignore the test scores. I was right. I got an A in statistics. The silver lining is that I was not trained to be a counselor, which gave me the freedom to create my own methods of helping people heal that succeed where traditional counseling failed. In the end, that college advisor did me a favor and I'm very grateful to him. My second silver lining story is a result of last week's show. Listening with an open heart is an approach to peacemaking that also comes from the divine feminine. This week, I got a text from a friend that sounded angry and accusatory. At first, I was hurt and confused because it was so different from any of our previous interactions. Then I decided to listen with an open heart. That resulted in my seeing how me, how he may have misunderstood me and in my responding with compassion. What could have been a major problem disappeared instantly and we moved quickly to a solution. I was amazed at how easy it was. All I had to do was shift my perspective and open my heart. This experience was transformational and one that I plan to repeat. The timing was perfect because it allowed me to implement my new learning and solidify it. Our guests today, Robert Hieronymus and Laura Cortner, are the co-authors of The Secret Life of Lady Liberty, Goddess in the New World. Bob has a PhD and is an internationally known historian, visual artist, and radio host. His research has been used by the White House and State Department, and he has been in documentaries on the History, Discovery, BBC, and National Geographic channels. His weekly program, 21st Century Radio, is the longest-running radio show on the new paradigm in the country. Laura has co-authored several previous titles with Bob. Her work has also appeared regularly in numerous periodicals such as UFO Magazine, Fate Magazine, and Beatles Fan Publications. Laura works with Bob on his radio show and is the director of the Ruscom Mansion Community Health Center. You are listening to Uplift Your Life. I'm Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. If you want to get uplifting messages between shows, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. In addition to posting all of our shows, I post special uplifting messages 
to you with all of the hurtful words, anger, and fear that's being spread. We must find a way to keep ourselves positive. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. The answer to hate is love. As Dr. Martin Luther King said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. While listening to the commercials, use the link on this page to like us on Facebook. Then friend Paula Joyce and I'll help you be part of the solution. Then click on the link to read about and register for financial abundance. Or to schedule one in your area and go to my calendar of events to see your question for today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Bob Hieronymus and Laura Cortner, who will talk with us about the Statue of Liberty as the goddess in the new world. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. listening to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit with dr paula joyce to reach the show today please call 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 you may also send an email to dr paula joyce at gmail.com that's dr paula joyce at gmail.com now back to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to become part of the conversation today, please call 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to drpaulajoy 
voice at gmail.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down what it would mean to you to have more women in leadership positions. I'm so pleased to welcome Bob Hieronymus and Laura Cortner to talk with us about the Statue of Liberty as the goddess in the new world. Welcome. Thank you so much for being on my show. Wow. This Thanks is, for this, inviting us. This is so thrilling. It really is. You know, uh, I'm looking at your photograph. You're dressed in a rainbow, the rainbow of love. And, you know, just as you said, creativity puts us in touch with our soul, that's inner wisdom, and, it, and, and to wear it acts like a positive talisman. It's truly powerful. Oh, that's, you know, I'm sorry to gush like this, because I don't normally do that, but this is thrilling to hear that this is going out on the airways around the world, because it needs it so badly at a time when we lack balance on the whole planet. When we understand and connect with our soul, we return to that balance. Yeah, I see on Paula's website, she's just surrounding her aura. She's controlling her aura, wrapping herself in rainbows. Her artwork on, on your, your artwork, Paula, I'm talking to you, with the yes. tapestries and the scarves and the clothing. It's just remarkable, I'd, beautiful stuff. I'd love to wear a dress like that. <laughs> uh, no, Thanks. it's not a dress, but it's a jacket. Wow. Yes, well, well I, I used I, to paint I, my clothes back in the old days, but never this good. Well, anyway, um, I'm sorry. Thank you. Please don't apologize. I'm soaking it in. I've learned how to accept compliments, so I'm very grateful. And I do paint people's soul colors for them on their clothing. So, Uh yes, because it is so important. And you said it exactly right. We draw to us through color as energy. Mm -hmm. Um, And just like words are and thoughts. And and so it does draw to us what um, we want if we're wearing colors that are in sync with who we are and it help us manifest the best in our lives. What great magic. So, yes. Can you imagine what it would be with a whole office full of people working together wearing their colors? You know, it, 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 these colors represent the, the soul and love and love is the cohesive force of the universe. It brings us all together. We see our likenesses rather than differences and uh, I'm, I'm sorry to go on again. I better be quiet here for a while. Uh, I'm here to give you the opportunity to speak. Please <laughs> don't censor yourself. This is well, what I'll I'd like to... Well, I'll take a moment then to riff into the Statue of Liberty, since that's the subject of our book. And in some degree, we, we like to talk about her as the... To remind America that we have a symbol of the divine feminine, a giant one right there in the New York Harbor... And to, it's a unifying symbol. It's an energizing symbol. And what we're trying to do is accept the Statue of Liberty as America's goddess and acknowledge that we have a divine female as part of the American tradition. I think that if we do that, we can even more positively shift the American's self-identity because when you recognize the goddess, you recognize life as sacred, and then you have a responsibility to keep it that way. And... As you know, humanity thirsts for a goddess, even in this Judeo-Christian society that we've been programmed into where it's been suppressed and pushed down. We have all these substitutes that pop up through the Virgin Mary, and even our pop singers are called divas, which literally means goddess in Italian. 
So mm. how we relate to one another, how we relate to the earth, it would all be affected if we could really honor the Statue of Liberty as a goddess, because goddess veneration is all about honoring your relationship with the earth and all the living creatures. And we have an upcoming environmental issue. We, we just have to grant that. And it's going to be big, and it's going to be an upheaval. And if, uh, if humanity is to survive, we need to change this domination pattern where we separate everybody into us and them and follow the goddess wisdom, the divine feminine that you're talking about, which is all about inclusion and wholeness. And the Statue of Liberty is America's mom. She's the conscience of our nation. She symbolizes the qualities of what we technically or, or, or just stereotypically relate as female powers, the strength through nurturing, life-giving. All of us have these strengths. But this is the American liberty. It's based on enlightenment, and it's embodied by a goddess. And, and, and she's also a symbol. And, you know, symbols are significant forces in the psyche. Symbols are a bridge between consciousness and the unconscious mind, and they cultivate wholeness. And that, that results in a self-realization. And when a symbol contains both conscious and unconscious elements, it can relate to the entire psychic system, and that can be assimilated in consciousness relatively quickly. And from that standpoint, especially in humanistic and transpersonal psychology, the development of a symbolic mythological system is deemed absolutely necessary for a culture's health and stability. And this symbol that we see in the New York Harbor, you know, symbolizes balance. When you take a look at what she's holding in her right hand, the hand of activity, it is the torch. It is the torch of enlightenment. In her left hand, which is the intuitive hand, she's cradling the date of our foundation of our nation, July 4th, 1776. And she's embracing it like it's our child. And it is the child because it is a republic. We are a republic, a representative form of government. So you've got that, that, that fire of, of the, the maleness and the females and intuition on the other side. And then if those who have studied the Kabbalah, and it's especially important, the Kabbalah, that crown that she's wearing on her head. That crown is also enlightenment. And it deals, of course, you know, uh, I think that I'm trying to remember at this particular time what uh, Carl Jung said. Carl Jung said, and I'm, I'm prejudiced here, I love this man. He, he said, it is the highest goal of evolution. It is the crown of eternal life. And that is extremely important at this particular time. We are divided as a planet. We are divided as a nation. And many of us are divided from ourselves. We, we can't contact our souls the way we used to be able to and should because it is a con the soul is all wise. It is the part of divinity that we have in ourselves that if we can listen to, I know I'm taking a long time here, but I did want to say this, that their simplicity such as Prayer, talking to the divinity within you, uh, meditation, listening to the divinity, and then, most important, service, service to others. It's not necessary to be recognized in doing service. Just do it, and if more human beings do that kind of service after they've listened to their soul, 
love will grow. And boy, and if we dressed like you dressed us, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to buy uh, uh, that 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 beautiful. Uh, I don't know what to call it. It's like a little jacket that you're wearing jacket, there yes. because the the colors that scarf. yeah, that scarf going up to the throat. It's magical. I mean, this is brilliant. Yeah. This is really brilliant, and, and I'm sure you're, you've heard this time and time again. But we need more of that and more for, creativity. Like you were saying in your little tip at the beginning, creativity is like magic, in as far as in getting in touch with your soul and uplifting, and finding your purpose and your meaning in life. Everybody's got one, and your mission in life is to find it and then work on it and actually do something with it. And Bob was talking about the soul being, the, the soul is androgynous, and that's something else we can relate to the Statue of Liberty. Her face is purposely androgynous. It, if you look at it without the hair and the crown, it doesn't look familiar even. It's, it's, a, it's a static gaze into the future. Excuse me, that's a, a very artistic way that he did this for, because it's so big and it's so far away. It has to be a classic look. And it's um, somewhat based on his mother, somewhat based on his mentor, who was a, a male, obviously. And it's, the, the point is that it's in balance, and our souls are in balance. Everybody is slightly male, slightly female. You manifest one way a little bit more strongly in your physical body, but within, we're all equal. And these goddess energies are equally acceptable and accessible from the males as it is from the females. We're not saying, when we talk about the Statue of Liberty as a symbol of a strong woman, a reminder that we need to vote more women into positions of power, that's all true. But what really we need to do is vote for candidates who are in touch with their compassionate side, who are not afraid to be vulnerable and and emotional and and value life-giving and caregiving as strength. The whole paradigm of suppression and paradigm control is something that is shifting. As, as your guest in a previous show said, the, the rise of the female divine power is, is a shift that's happening. But each time we have a resurgence of the divine power, you can bet there's going to be a pendulum swing. The other side is going to fight back. And I think that's a lot of what we're seeing in the media today with this presidential election that we're in the midst of. Um, yes, and I, I did also want to pick up on something. I want to follow what you're saying, but I also didn't want to lose a train that of thought that Bob started about, um, uh, he used the word prayer, and that reminded me that yesterday was the Jewish um, sacred holiday of Yom Kippur, the oh, Day yeah. of Repentance. And when I was in services, for the first time, I looked up and there were three women leading the service, two cantors and a rabbi. And when all of the rabbinic and cantorial leadership was on the bima, there were three women and two men. (laughs) How do you like that? Yeah. and my whole experience of prayer in that service was different, and I didn't know it until it happened. Oh. I wasn't able to predict that. 
but I hearing the female voices and seeing the females, and I do agree with you that we all have male and female energy, but many of us have learned to, even women have learned to suppress the um, divine feminine within ourselves because it's not what gets you promoted in the workplace right. and it's not what gets you respect. And so I do think we also need the physicality of more women in all fields, in, including the politics as you were talking, including the political field as you were talking about, Laura. Sure, it's, it's statistically proven. There's lots of studies on this that the more you make allowances, <clears throat> excuse me, again, not for women per se, but for caregiving in your company or within your structure, then your, your bottom line will go up, the nation's health will go up. The more women are allowed to be leaders, the more men make allowances for caregiving so that there can be family leave, so you can both be a leader and a caregiver at home because that's essentially what happens. More women graduate from college than men, and yet, what, 5% are the top of the CEOs and we have 20% in Congress are female. So it's, something's happening along the career path, and what's happening is that they drop out to take care of their families or their parents because it's just ingrained in us societally and somewhat chemically that the woman should be the caregiver, and that's what happens more often than not. Of course, it's changing since the second wave of the women's movement in the 70s and more men who have been raised by conscious women are accepting that side of themselves just without question. I think the millennials, um, we, we beat up on them an awful lot, but they are much more automatically accepting of people of different uh, sexual relations and uh, more accepting of just being able to be caregivers. I think that that whole thing is it's, it's something that's got to happen a little at a time. Everybody makes their own little decisions. Social changes and revolutions always happen one decision at a time. And it's, it's, it's happening just like any other shift. But um, as I was saying before, we have to watch out for the pushback. And that's, that's I think, a lot of the, the hatred that we're seeing right now is we've got this strong woman who's on track probably to become the next president, but there's this enormous pushback because we're not, it's just an automatic misogyny that people feel that women should not be in power. Uh, exactly. And... Um, there was, and, and a lot of it is unconscious because I'm sure many mm-hmm. people are saying to themselves, oh, I don't hate women. Mm-hmm. I support women and I want more women, but just not this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I want a different one. Right, and she's right, out right. there somewhere. Right. And, and some, some, a case could be made to that symbolically. In, in the book, we talk about the Athena archetype and Hillary Clinton fits that archetype to a T. And this is from the work of Jean Shinoda Bolin. I'm sure you know her Goddesses in Every Woman book that analyzes through the Jungian archetypes the various Greek pantheon and how you can work your own psychological problems through by identifying with one or the other and then realizing where your strengths and weaknesses lie. So women from the second wave of the women's movement, like Hillary Clinton, who had to succeed in the man's world, they often took on this armor of Athena and they became very patriarchal in a lot of ways. You know, we call her hawkish and pro-military, and those are the things that we progressive types don't like about her. But 
at the same time, she's a woman. She's chemically a woman. So she's got that hormonal balance. She's got the training, the upbringing of being a woman, a mother, and now a grandmother. And I would say that she's got that tendency more than the other candidate. Um, and he's gotten himself in a lot of hot water lately about his, uh, his uh, domination-type practices. Let's put it that way. Uh, yes. Can I say and something that, about oh, symbols? please. Yes. Oh. Can Go I say ahead, something Bob. about symbols, such as uh, the the symbols related to uh, the six-pointed star, the Judaic tradition, the Christian tradition, and the Muslim tradition? Mm-hmm. Do we have time for that? Yeah. Oh, yes. Go ahead. Okay. Well, when you take a look at these symbols, they, they all tell a very symbol, symbolic story, a sim- same, almost the same, all-inclusiveness story. I'll give you an example. You take... The six-pointed star, the upright part, part of the star, symbolically, is the male aspect, or the fire. The inverted triangle of the star is the feminine, the intuitive, coming down from high up above. And it represents balance. Now, when you take a look at the Christian symbol, the cross, it tells the same story in the sense that the vertical line is the masculine Line That deals with fire. The horizontal is the horizon of the earth. It is the feminine. Again, it's the coming together, unification of the male femaleness. And the Muslim circle, excuse me, lunar crescent and the five-pointed star. You have the same story with the lunar being the feminine and the star being the masculine. Now, all of these symbols tell the story of all-inclusiveness, of likeness, of balance. And hopefully that all these three religions, religions should be able to, to function together, work together, because when you balance, put yourself in balance, you elevate awareness, you bring people together, and that's called love, the cohesive force of the universe. And, and many people overlook the importance of these symbols, uh, know that Carl Jung wouldn't uh, overlook it, and, and and many of my teachers, Abraham Maslow, you know, that, that kind of wow. thing. But it is really key to seeing that we are one people on one planet, and we are headed in that direction. It's almost like the same philosophy that was so important uh, at, at Woodstock, where you had little food, terrible weather, Etc. And and people work together. Of almost a half a million people work together. There were no fights. There was no killings. Two people died. One because a tractor rode over them, and another because of, of a drug overdose. If there would have been nothing but alcohol um, in, involved at Woodstock, there would have been one battle after another. It it shows that we can live together in peace when we don't have food, when we don't have water, and we can work together. That's one of the reasons why I have uh, such admiration for what Woodstock was, which is better known in Europe and revered in Europe, much more so here than in this country, because they recognize it as America finally growing up, that people can function and work together when they both at the same time are very needy and hungry and tired. 
I, I love what you're saying, and let's pick up after the break. And I just want to add that I have been saying for a long time that we all have more in common than we have what separates us, and it's time for us to emphasize the commonalities rather than our differences in religions, nationalities, genders, etc. So I, I love what you're saying. Thank you. And I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, click on the link to sign up for my newsletter. You receive the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process for my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Robert Moss talked about between sleeping and waking continues to be a gift that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and heal more profoundly and faster than would normally be expected. Now in your paper, write down what having a woman mentor would mean to you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Bob Hieronymus and Laura Cortner to talk about more about the Statue of Liberty as the goddess in the new world. Be the change. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. The best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a one of a kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214 208 3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214 208 83533 or visit paulajoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and reimagining your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit with dr paula joyce to reach the show today please call 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 you may also send an email to dr paula joyce at gmail.com that's dr paula joyce at gmail.com now back to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit 
I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down what having a woman mentor would mean to you, or maybe a man with more of the feminine, divine feminine that he expresses. I'm so glad we're here with Bob Hieronymus and Laura Cortner to be talking about the Statue of Liberty as the goddess in the new world. I I do have a a, a question that I've been wanting to ask, and that's that you call her Lady Liberty. You really emphasize that this is a woman. And and seeing those words, Lady Liberty, changed my my feelings and my understanding of, of the Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty is almost a... Um, I, I don't know, an empty, it feels um, uh, concrete, <laughs> you know, it's a statue. When you say Lady Liberty, she comes alive. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean, because I think most people identify with it as an it, and we yes. deliberately use the pronoun her throughout the book. And I, too, thought that it was a big, heavy, solid object, and I was... I love the metaphor of when we discovered she's hollow. She's a very light, thin shell of copper with a, an iron truss work inside, like an Eiffel Tower, because it's designed by the same person, Gustav Eiffel, on the inside. And all these little spokes that are flexible that stick out from that, that attach to these molded sheets of copper. So she's literally hollow inside, and as a symbol, that means that anybody can fill her up with any meaning that they want. And she has shifted over the course of her 130 years to mean practically opposite things to lots of different people. She, in the very beginning, was used to um, protest against immigration of all things. There's lots of political cartoons showing her in very um, unappealing poses, showing that she's not welcoming immigrants. And then when they rerouted the immigrations to come through there, of course, that all changed in the poem that we all know so well. So now we just assume that's why she went up there in the first place. But, Mm. yes, Lady Liberty also means something else. And long before the Statue of Liberty was erected in 1886, we had what we call the American Liberty Goddess. It's It's a symbol that was used from the very beginning, even before the Revolutionary Period. But um, there, there are different aspects of it. It didn't become the enlightened lady that we know today. She's, a, she's one artist's interpretation of that. But the revolutionary generation just went mad with virtuous female imagery at every turn when they were forming this republic, at every opportunity. It, it's on, on a lots of state seals you'll see Lady Liberty. She's there standing holding her her cap and her pole, those are the two symbols of the typical Roman goddess, Libertas, that she's based on, the Statue of Liberty. But um, she is sometimes merged with Minerva, so she's holding the shield and wearing a, a helmet. She's sometimes merged with Demeter and Ceres. She's holding a cornucopia to uh, exemplify that this land was going to be full of abundance and, and merchandise. And they used this image on... Um, to, to, to uh, encourage unity and to make the new Americans think of themselves as a family. So it's, it wasn't done consciously, and there's no historical record for this, but we like to suppose that Lady Liberty, this version of the American Liberty Goddess, became the substitute new mother goddess for this United States of America. And that's what we'd like everyone today to see, the Statue of Liberty, and remember that this virtuous idealism of strength through unity 
and the female powers of nurturing as powerful because the Statue of Liberty is America's mom, and we should be listening to our mother in this case. She happens to be one of enlightenment and wisdom. So, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, but we still demean women. I mean, yesterday as I was thinking about this show, I was thinking the expression, who wears the pants in the family? You know, it's, it's, the man is... All, all important. ERA is still not passed. Um, you know, there's so many ways in which, uh, and it's okay to talk about women in derogatory terms. Um, and and yet, um, you know, it's it's wrong on every level, but it's prominent. Yeah, it's not okay, and it's. I think that's changing. I think the enormous pushback on in the media and social media in particular to the comments of um, the, the Donald recently show that it's, it's not okay. I think um, there's this crazy movement now about repealing the 19th Amendment. Have you even heard of that? The, the Trump supporters are, are, are pretending as if only men would vote that he would win. But it's not a male-female thing. It's a, a compassionate wisdom kind of thing. And I, I think that his supporters are mostly non college-educated, well, white men, and that's a smaller minority than men in general. And I think that people are changing, and we have to encourage the change. Yeah, it's still around. My goodness, yes, there's a long way to go. One thing I learned in writing this book is to identify as being a feminist. I thought that movement was over and done with by the time I was uh, in college in the 80s, but uh, I see now that it's not, and the ERA certainly needs to pass because without that constitutional protection all this legislation that's helped us get into colleges and have equal opportunity could be wiped away by a new administration who doesn't agree with it. Yes, it's true. It's true. You know, there's a hidden symbol in the Statue of Liberty, which I believe very few people know about. It is the chain under her foot, which symbolizes that chain symbolizes slavery and the chains that bind us to the physical world, you know, believing that the physical world is all there is. Mm-hmm. And the chains are beneath her feet to show that this liberty crushes tyranny. Chains were formerly held uh, in early designs in liberty's hand, but they were replaced by the Book of Law, you know, that July 4th, 1776 child that she's holding in her left intuitive hand. And chains are also used as a, a symbol of union. Benjamin Franklin used it in our money all the time. Chains, uh, interpenetrating circles. He, he believed in teaching about the symbols, uh, using certain symbols on our money. Uh, and as a matter of fact, we have one on our dollar bill that's extremely important, but I'm not going to touch on that now. Yes. Uh, in, the, in the Statue of Liberty, chains stand for the bondage of religious and political oppression. And this liberty, Lady Liberty, means that American freedom is to choose, not just mentally, but spiritually as well. We believe in separation of church and state. That is key to the Founding Fathers. The unfortunate thing that's going on today, that is hidden. And that is the extremist right believes that the separation of church and state should be abolished. That we should have just one religion. 
and that is a strange form of Christianity which certainly had nothing to do with the teachings of Jesus Christ. So that revolutionary generation designed a government of freedom of choice. They were against a monoculture of the earlier Puritans. Boy, the earlier Puritans warred against women. And that's one of the backlashes that we have today. And in fact, when they say, let's make, uh, take America back to another time, that's basically the time that they would only be able to refer to. That, that was the time when there was, as Bob said, a monoculture, when you had the hierarchy and the men and the church definitely in control. And that's the hidden side of what's going on in the ultra-right. They will not, the media does not talk to them about, they don't ask them straight ahead, do you believe in separation of church and state? Uh, the, and a lot of them don't. They don't. They don't believe it, in it. And that is, the, to me, one of the most fearful things about what's going on, because if the media doesn't expose it, most people aren't going to be aware of it. They didn't know that, that Sarah Palin's minister taught that the Statue of Liberty needs to be destroyed. They believed that and taught that you should wipe her out and put a cross yeah, and that's because they're it. afraid of the goddess. They're that's afraid correct. of expressions of female power. Yes. So there's, there's a lot of the hidden things here that are yet to emerge and that will emerge as the extremists gain power. And they have considerable power. And if anything shows that America was not founded as a Christian nation, it's the Statue of Liberty. And people who analyze that from the extremist point of view get all tied up in knots about that. But they... they it, it, you know, it's, she's a symbol of choice. You have the choice to choose what religion or what anything that you want to follow in this country. It's a country of choice. Well, and that's the and and we're at a closing at this point of, of this um, section of our show. But the whole point of the Statue of Liberty, is, liberty is freedom, and freedom of choice, mm-hmm. and so. I love um, that you wrote this book and are bringing so much of this to light and that you came on my show and honored me with your presence and your knowledge and wisdom. Thank you so very much. What a joy it has been. Really, this is just, I hate to repeat it, but this has been thrilling and I'm still going to buy one of your dresses (laughs) because just to wear it makes me smile. Uh, and I'm sure that other people have, who own some of the beautiful things that you have designed. Wow, that scarf. You have a scarf. Well, I guess we are not talking about that scarf, but it, it is. It, it's, uh, and, and when you put a scarf like that around your neck, you know, it, 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 it symbols, symbols bring people together. That rainbow of oneness is just glorious as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Everything's related, and we're all connected on some untapped level. We all have male and female within us, and the challenge is to unite that into a cohesive, cohesive whole, just exactly. like the symbolically androgynous, the Black Madonnas, the Statue of Liberty. That's the wisdom of balance. Exactly. So let's end on that positive note. Thank you, Laura and Bob, so very much. And Bob and Laura for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you're Have very welcome. Today. What a privilege. Thank you. Um, and I'd like to thank my audience for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, 
please click on the link to like us on Facebook. Then click on the link to my resources page to purchase The Secret Life of Lady Liberty and my store to purchase my books. Then learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Overcoming Abuse Through Self-Empowerment, the I'm Awakening. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. My process connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. Click on the link to register for financial abundance, what you don't know. Go to the calendar of events to send me a message and be sure to click on the link to learn about the Dallas Trauma Survivors Conference with Dr. Becky Thompson, who was on our show September 15th. If you live in Dallas, look at my meetup group. You can click on the icon. Please join us next Thursday when Tamarack Song will join us again, this time to talk about how you can love animals and still eat meat. This is Dr. Paula, your CM, or chosen mom, as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week.